What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk the Podcast. This is Money, your friendly reminder to wash behind your ears. (laughs) (laughs) And I am Nikita. And earlier, Money said that I was a hateful little Oompa Loompa. God! Why did you stop slandering me on the podcast? (laughs) That's what you call... Did you not say that? Drop the motherfucking intro! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Love your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vibe inside my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every type, darkest night, brightest light, I'm loving your soul They hate you, replace you, taint you, but know that you go Worldwide from every continent, I just want you to jig a little bit Move them hips, feel that bliss, hug your sister, make a fist Don't resist your temptation, you amazing, no limitation My favorite in this matrix, we move by your vibration And that's love, I hope you hear that on the daily Cause baby you love, I hope you hear that on the daily Cause baby you love I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love, you love. You could have said anything. I said what you said about me. <laughs> That's how you feel about yourself. That's why. That was a... Don't you and... try to use your psychological <laughs> tricks on me. Transparent. All right. <laughs> they just letting anybody in school these days. <laughs> Actually. Um, so where can they find us? All right. Folks can find us. On the Instagram, <laughs> Instagram <laughs> at Queer Walk Pod. Don't hurt me. And y'all can also find us on Twitter at Queer Walk Pod, and um, go to our website at QueerWalk.com. And also, when you're on social media, please use the hashtag yes. Queer WOC. Uh, like we've been saying, whenever you listen to the podcast, you know, tweet about it. Um, if y'all want any reactions, yeah. If you have any reactions, saying. you got some questions, and again, y'all know it's real hard to find uh, queer walks. So that's when you use the hashtag, then you make it easier for other queer walk to uh, find you and find us. Yeah, you help us help cre- create community. What they help you? But that's the bag lady. <laughs> they done rubbed off on you. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you help us create the community when you use the hashtag. Indeed. All right. And also, you can um, email us at queerwalkpod at gmail.com. Send us suggestions for Queer Walk of the Week, topics which we desperately need. Desperately. Not that bad. You put a lot of emphasis on that. All right. Money, where can they listen to the podcast? Uh, You can find us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, For now, Net neutrality might change that. Oh, shit. Uh, but for now, you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, and the Purple app for Apple users. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Okay, and so how can people support and sustain Queer Walk, Nikita? I am so glad you asked. All right, so uh, you can donate to us on uh, paypal.me slash queerwalk. And also, uh, you all can uh, become a sustainer of the show 
and you can, I like that sustainer. That's that's what we use in the organizing world, right? When you mm-hmm. give like a monthly donation. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what you are when you're a patron. And you can become a patron by going to patreon.com. So that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash queerwalkpod. Um and we're also um, considering when you donate your time to write us a stellar ass review. So whether you listen to us on um, Apple, on podcasts, or on uh, SoundCloud, be sure to leave us a comment or um, give us a five star rating. And that's another way of contributing and letting people know that you know Queer Walk is a really good podcast and that you enjoy it. And then when people see you know that we've got those five star ratings, they're gonna be like, "Damn, what is that all about?" Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, um, and you know it's real easy on SoundCloud because that's you know that's the streets that I be in. You can just click the little heart, and that helps us a lot. So go ahead and do that. All right, so now let's get into our queer walk of the week. So um, I would like to say a shout out uh, to one of our listeners, Jenny. Uh, she actually uh, tagged me. Um, in this next, um, in the Queer Walk of the Week. So this week it is Sophia Rivera Pena. So Sophia Rivera Pena is, um, a longtime, uh, activist in the Rio Grande, excuse me, Rio Grande Valley. And that's You've been talking like a white woman all night. <laughs> are, are you done? We're not, I'm not going to take this slander. Anyway. So, uh, Sophia gave this amazing keynote address at, uh, at a conference this year. Uh, the conference is called Aki Estamos, and um, it draws hundreds of attendees um, every year from across the state and um, the nation. <clears throat> and so... I thought it was the uh, LGBT con- People of Color Conference or something. Oh, yes. I was I was going to get to that, but thank you for. Oh, sorry, I skipped. No, no, that no. End. You know, you good. You just excited about the queer wife. Because I just wanted to know how come we never been or heard of this conference. Well, and again, more reason why people should donate so we can go to. <laughs> so we can go places. We should be at the LGBT people of color conference. Okay, exactly. We should be like keynotes. Well, I don't know about all that, but I do. <laughs> I would like to go and just attend. But anyway, a uh, bitch got credentials. I need to be somebody's keynote. Wow. Okay. That's you know what? That's true. I'm not even. I'm not even going to play you on that. Anyway, uh, Rivera Pena was born and raised um, in the Rio Grande Valley, and so she helped found uh, Frontera Fund, and it's an organization that provides practical su- support to people seeking abortions in the Rio Grande Valley and to the residents. And so, um, so she was also a clinic escort and organizer uh, with South Texans for Reproductive Justice. And so we're going to provide a link um, to her amazing keynote speech. And it's really a, I mean, a sharp and amazing keynote speech that really ties in the intersections of immigrant rights, reproductive justice and disability rights. And um, it's just really, right. really amazing. She does like a really beautiful and phenomenal job of tying all these um, um, things together, specifically under the rubric and under the umbrella of reproductive justice. So shout out to Queer Walks again in the South doing um, yes. amazing things. Um, 
Yeah. I, you know, I used to live in Texas. I didn't live in the Rio Grande Valley, but I think it's always amazing when there's a, a stellar queer people of color doing badass shit. It's not just in, like, again, like we always say, in the big cities, but it's in, like, small towns and in the South where queer people of color are also doing the damn thing. Yes. I was just trying to um, look it up because I know I've seen this map before of the places um, in Texas that provide abortion services. Mm -hmm. And I know there's under 10. And we know how big Texas (laughs) is as a state. Like, Texas is a huge huge. state. And so um, to be providing transportation and funding for people to go and get these services like that's that's an amazing thing and it is a reproductive justice issue that these places are being closed because low-key places that um often places that offer abortion services also offer low or no cost um like pap smears and um like cervical cancer screenings and all of these things that um, are broadly reproductive health yeah and that disproportionately impact uh black and brown women so yeah. Indeed. Keep fucking it up in the South, girl. Ow, ow. Ooh. All right. So we're going to go into our community contributors. Oh, and so just to let y'all know what a community contributor is and how you can get a shout out on Queer Walk. Our community contributors are folks who are constantly supporting us on the social media platforms mm-hmm. or who have contributed monetarily to the podcast since the last episode. So, okay, first I want to shout out, okay, how do I say this word? Macabre? Macabre. I want to shout out Dick's Macabre because they always hold us down on Instagram. Always. And I really appreciate that support. Thank you for keeping the um, notifications popping. (laughs) It really is appreciated. (laughs) It is, you know. Uh, It's encouraging. Uh, We also want to shout out Kate. And Jaffe for becoming new patrons. Woo! Woo, Thank y'all. Yes. Oh, and the last one, should I put this here? Or should I do it in another spot? Because someone asked about community. And I didn't know where it would actually go. Like, should it... I feel like it should go in community contributors. Because they did contact us. Let's do it. Okay. Excuse our process. Okay. I thought I would put it here because... Like, this is sort of what this section is about, is, like, actually connecting outside of the podcast. Um, So someone asked if we or any of the listeners know um, any queer women of color in the San Diego area because they're having a hard time finding, like, physical community there. And so if you are a queer walk in the San Diego area or know of any, like, community organizations or events, places where folks can uh, connect to the community... Just tag us in it so that yeah. we can get, and and I think that that actually would be a a good way to sort of like identify community anywhere. So if you're having a hard time where you are, maybe it's not San Diego. Just um, tag us and say, yeah. "Hey, I'm representing for the uh, what is that place? Gra- Rio Grande Valley, Rio Grande Valley. <laughs> you got me saying it. Well, well. <sighs> um." Yeah, just, you know, say where you're at and we do like a roll call yeah. of where people are. And maybe there can be little Queer Walk meetups and y'all can listen to the podcast and take pictures and send them to us. That would be so great. <laughs> that would be so cute. Dreams. I know, Make it right? happen. Yes, make it happen. So thanks for that question. I thought it best to go here. So okay. if you are in the San Diego era, era, era? what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> 
area. If you in, <laughs> Whoa. there's a lot of things happening right now. If you in that area, all my code switching is trying to come out. Um, just yeah, tag us so that we can connect folks to you. All yeah. right, tag us and use the hashtag. Use the hashtag okay. Queerwalk. Yes, and that's queer. W O C. Why did you? Why did you go up a uh, quiet storm and that's queer W O C and you are now listening to us on K. No, it'd be Q W O C. Oh, that's nasty. You listen to Q U N T. That's nasty. <laughs> that's nasty. Well. Putting a uh in Q U N T. There's an unt in it? Unt. The unt. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. All right. Moving on to my favorite segment of the podcast. Drum roll, please. This is the last mental moment of the year. I know. I was just thinking. We didn't even say this is the last episode of 2017. Well, it's the last episode of 2017. We said it. It's done. <laughs> okay. All so right. Let's go into the mental moment with money. Cool. But before we do that, can you please tell us what the mental moment with money is? Sure. It's just my way of trying to help y'all with your mental. <laughs> wow. That was very clear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I was... So, uh, when I first started, I think if you go back to the old episodes, I was really struggling... To sort of blend all the areas of my life. And it's so weird because I think in like 2014, my, I think it was 2014, my New Year's resolution was to not shut down parts of myself in any space that Ooh, I'm in. Girl. And uh, so I fully accomplished that, as y'all can tell. I'm loud as fuck about every one of my social identities and um, my social location. But I was realizing that on a podcast, I was trying to like shut out my profession like yeah. I'm a therapist and this is what I do all day I organize these healing spaces for folks here in Syracuse it's sort of that's like my therapy me as a therapist is also how I see my activism too so I was like why am I trying to shut this out I'm just gonna make it a segment where I can talk about something that I've kind of wanted to talk about with my community because that's why I even became a therapist is to help my people Yes. And so on that same note, I wanted to talk about Remember Lucian jars. So I don't know if you remember. I had a Remember Lucian. I vividly remember. Hmm. I attended. (laughs) Do you remember your vision board? What was it? You put... So there was a cover that... um, um, oh sweet Jesus! Was yeah. it, oh my yes, God! Was it Jasmine, Jasmine Sullivan, Sullivan, Danielle um, Brooks, Brooks, yeah, Chrisette um, Michelle, and Gabby Fresh? We've kind of yeah. I don't believe in canceling black women, but Chrisette Michelle, Michelle she she's done. on a break. Yeah. Can you believe it? Not even a year later, we cancel her. But yeah. yes, so that cover—that's all you put on your, your vision. What board. else needs to be said oh, for the no. year? No, you put that and Black Lives Matter. I feel like that perfectly sums me up. It was a tragedy of a vision board. (laughs) Stellar black women is celebrating black life? You call that a tragedy? Wow. Check your priorities, sister. Okay, Nikita. But anyway, last year, I had a party where people could come make 
full vision board. <laughs> and remember Lucian's jars. And a lot of people are familiar with vision boards. It's sort of where you collage and cut out or write things that you would like to accomplish for the year and hang it up in a space that you see it a lot. So that was a, a familiar concept to people, but a lot of people were not familiar with Remember Lucian's jars. And so I wanted to talk about that for my mental moment. So a Remember Lucian's jar, it actually doesn't have to be a jar, but jars are cute. So, and it's easy. You can just take the top off and on. But what you do is you put things that you did accomplish or that you have done throughout the year that brought you joy, that made you feel good, that you felt accomplished in, into the jar. And then on the last day of the year, or if you're like me, I'm going to read it on the first day of Kwanzaa, you read everything that you've done that year. And so I'm going to post a link to it because actually BuzzFeed did like a little Remember Lucian's um, article. Why are you looking like that? I'm just thinking about something of th- that happened to you this year that I'm excited about. Should should we wait for later in the program to t- talk about that? Yeah, or? We, I'll, I'll hold on to it. I'll You'll put it right it. here in my pocket. Or you can put it in your Remember Lucian's jar if you would have made one had you not been trash. <laughs> just because I went for a minimalist theme for my vision board doesn't make it any less visionary. What were you... So, okay. So, your vision board is supposed to have things that you hope to accomplish in that year. I accomplished both. <laughs> so, you accomplished the baddie brigade. Yes. And you accomplished Black Lives Matter. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel I feel accomplished. <laughs> Victory is within reach. And so, the thing is, (laughs) so why Remember Lucian's jars feel like more um, reheartening to me is because a lot of times when you set goals, even unintentionally, you you kind of set yourself up from some sort of disappointment because it's not something that you've already tangibly accomplished. And so that's why so many people by mid-February are like despondent when thinking about their um, New Year's resolution because yeah. it's a it's a thing that you haven't yet attained that you're setting for yourself. And so what happens if you don't attain that disappointment? But remember, Lucian's are things that you have done and they are things that you've already done. And so, um, what was that thing? Oh, so my therapist. So I'm a list hoe. I don't know how many other people out there love making a list. I love a list. A list, ugh. I carry notebooks around with me everywhere I go and I just make lists of things I have to do. And my therapist was talking to me about making lists around things that I have done. She was like, you know, that's helpful. Your your notebook is like anxiety provoking because it's all these things you yeah. have to do and you you never like reflect back on like things that you've yeah. accomplished. And that's exactly what a remember Lucian's jar does. It allows me to be like, "Oh, th- maybe maybe this year wasn't as shit as I thought it was." Right. But yeah, so I know I'm excited to open my jar. And read about all the things that I've done this yeah, year. Indeed. So, yeah, that's my mental moment. Create and remember Lucian's jar. I'll post a picture of mine from this year that you all can see because I'm I was so excited that y'all asked to see my Orisha cards. They were so cute, and I've seen them before. Cute was the word. What do you mean? Like it? I, I guess I have an insecurity about my art because. I have artists in my family, and so I they thought... They were very good. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I I was also reheartened. That's my word. 
um, by people like asking to see them and really yeah. being positively received. Yeah. So I'll post a picture also of my Remember Lucian's jar so y'all can see. I think I'm going to commit to doing a Remember Lucian's jar next year. I think that'll be really good for me. Yeah, I think so too. I yeah. think you need it. I really do. Yeah. Because you, you overlook all of the amazing things that you do. Yeah. I appreciate that. You're great. You do things. Yeah, girl, I'd be doing things. Lord knows what, though. All right. If you wrote them down and put okay. them in. Okay. <laughs> Point well taken. <laughs> this feels good. It feels good. Like, we, I think both of us are so controlled in, in very different ways that our episodes, it takes us like three hours just to craft one. Yeah. And then plus the time to record. Okay. So I really like this end of the year freedom Me that too, we've girl, allowed ourselves. My, my brain is fried. Okay. Speaking of, you want to talk about the word? Yes. So we're changing things up a little bit. Maybe not. Because you won't do the word and I will? Well, there is that. So <laughs> I have been uh, summarily put on blast. Thank you. <laughs> but normally. What the fuck does summarily mean? It doesn't matter. Okay, I need y'all to know something because uh, so we went to this brunch this weekend with all of our potting siblings. I fucking Indeed. love everybody, uh, and so we should we should shout them. We should shout them. So um, we went to brunch with uh, the bag ladies, Inner Ho Uprising, Auntie and, with Queen yeah. and Jay, and we we got to this point. I don't remember what we were talking about, but somebody said something about like learning so much from you. On like and listening to the word, and I was like, I just be sitting there with my basic ass. I have no idea what Nikita is talking about. That's not true. Ninety I never know. I'm always trying to be like, is that like when I be at work? You concretize and that it. bullshit be happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. you right, you right. But you just spin off like into this space that I don't know what the fuck you be talking about. But that's why I appreciate your your black girl genius because it is very different than mine. And I think we learn a lot from each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I appreciate so that. So what what the fuck was that word? Syncretize what? Summarily. Summarily. Yeah. You know what? I be saying stuff and I don't be knowing what I think mean. I went to middle school with a girl named Summarily. <laughs> I'm sure she was a lovely girl. <laughs> In a summary manner, without the customary formalities. Yeah, right away, straight away. Oh, so so when Promptly. I oh, when um, you were like, we're we're changing it up a little bit, and I was like, because I'm doing it, not yeah. you. That was summarily. You summarily put me on blast straight away, prompt. Okay, so the word is actually not summarily. So <laughs> okay, so this Martinique has really thrown us off track. So this episode is brought to you by Kwanzaa. Habari Ghani, bitches. Why are you looking at me? You don't know what Habari Ghani means, do, do you? I do. I just don't want to share. I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the reason why we picked Kwanzaa is because, like all things, it relates to queerness. Dun, 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 dun. Queer. We be giving you life. <laughs> um. So Kwanzaa is a seven-day celebration, for those of you who don't know, um, that starts December 26th and it ends on January 1st. And it is a celebration of um, U.S. African-American culture and also diasporic black culture. Um, so basically, it's seven black ass celebration days. And um, 
I, I, I specifically wanted to talk about it because there's a long history and a lineage of um, black and brown lesbians celebrating Kwanzaa, queering Kwanzaa, and making space for all of their badassery in that week. So, touche. Yeah. So I I guess I'll start with what each day is. Yeah. Um and then I can go into sort of like the history of what black and brown lesbians have been doing with Kwanzaa. Yeah. Okay. So, um Oh, so Kwanzaa started as a celebration in, I believe, 1966. Don't quote me on the year. I know it's the same year that the Black Panthers were founded because I just watched a video um, that was posted today on it. But I think, I believe it was 1966 was the first Kwanzaa celebration. Um, And each of the principles are a Swahili word for a principle of black culture. Um, So the first day is Umoja, which means unity. Now that's observed on December 26th. I'm having a Kwanzaa kickoff that day. Um, and I hope to have all my people around me. Oh, I wish I was going to be here. I wish you were going to be here too. But you know, you leave me hanging. It's nothing new. Okay, next word. <laughs> Principal, rather. The se- the second day is what, Nikita? Don't you put... <laughs> you are one fraud-ass bitch for doing that. <laughs> that what you just did ain't eh, had nothing to do with unity. Now, come on and say the second principle. Okay, so here's how we're going to do it from now on. You say Habari Ghani, because Habari Ghani means, like, what's popping? Or, like, what's good? Or okay. what's the word? Or what's what's going on today? Okay. So you're going to say... Habari Ghani. And I'm going to say the principle, okay? Right. So Habar- let's start. Let's go back to unity, okay? okay? Habari Ghani. Umoja. See how that works? Yeah. Okay. Habari Ghani. Kuji Chagalia. So Kuji Chagalia is the second day of Kwanzaa. And it means self-determination. Habari Ghani. Okay, wait. Because I, I was... Whenever I say self-determination, I always have to channel Audre Lorde and say, I will define myself for myself or be crushed into your expectations of me and buried alive. Touche. Yes. So, you know, shout out to the ancestors. Shout out. <laughs> Okay, say Habari. Habari Ghani. Ujima, which is the third day of Kwanzaa, and it means collective work and responsibility. Um, th- what this day represents to me is cleaning, because that's what my mama made us do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, and not to mention, not to forget, that we've talked quite a bit about the importance of the collective and um, on on the show. It, yeah, as, I mean, as you go through and read these principles, it's, all the stuff that we always talk exactly. about. like that That's why it's not a stretch for me to imagine exactly. that queer people would gravitate towards this celebration. Touche. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got to say Habari? Habari Ujama. And Ujama is the fourth day of Kwanzaa, and it means co- cooperative economics. And for me, what Ujama stands for is supporting black businesses, black-owned businesses, um, giving black women your money, as Queen and Jay would say. Yes, support the businesses that support your communities. And one day, those businesses will be worker-owned cooperatives. All right. Habari Ghani. <laughs> you know, you got to put it in there. Okay, I missed it. Go ahead. Habari Ghani. Nia. And Nia means purpose. Oh, I should say more? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Habari Ghani. Uh, 
Kumba. And Kumba is the sixth day of Kwanzaa, and it stands for creativity. And so just using your resources to to make what to make what black people always do, which is like art, magic. A way um, out of no way. Exactly. <laughs> All you know. I just think about the um the imagination and the resourcefulness it takes to be just to be, like to yeah. <laughs> exist as like a black or really a racialized body yeah. in this an oppressed person. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Habari Ghani. Imani. And so Imani is the last day of Kwanzaa, which is January 1st. And it means faith. To have faith in yourself and your people. And I just thought that that was uh, great. Especially since on the last episode, we talked about like, spirituality. Yes. And that kind of thing. I just feel like this re- these principles have really like cinched together the like common themes and threads throughout um, Queer Walk. Mm-hmm. So... Shout out. Yeah. Although we're not going to talk about how, Mal- uh, what's his name? Karanga? You know, I, was- we don't know him. Okay. But you know, he was abusing those women, but. But I think what's important to me. So there are so many things that we like re, what is it called? Reclaim. Sure. Right. So, so just because this fucked sure, up professor, sure, sure. like it was like his idea that sparked it. It, I, it is very far removed from him at this point. And it doesn't mean that me. there's something fundamentally wrong with those principles right. and values. Right. Because like, as we said, these are already things yeah. that we practice that this is just a Swahili name for. Touche. Um, I think I think I think of it as like qualitative research. Like he just picked up on the themes that we already had. Right. It's not that he created Indeed. these things. Um and that's not excusing at all, like at an all. abuser. Like, fuck you for life. I don't know you. But Kwanzaa is lit. <laughs> and I guess I was I was also thinking about how I see people say things like Kwanzaa is not real. Yeah. Or um like they not celebrating no fake shit and all this stuff. Yeah. Um Anything you celebrate is fake shit, like, uh, to just be honest, because the thing about faith or any kind of practice is that it's ritualistic. So somebody came up with it and you repeated it every year. Um, I, I don't know what putting lights on a tree has to do at all with the birth of Christ. (laughs) Like all of these things are made up. Jesus was Uh, lit. (laughs) (laughs) It was trees there. So, you know, I just, I don't understand. Um, and and for me, it's it also feels like people always try to shit on uh, practices of liberation that we create for ourselves. Whether it's from, from talking about things like Orishas, from black people who are really into, uh, what is it called? Astrology. People shit on that. Yeah. Like everything that... Everything that black folks do to try to get free, somebody want to shit on it. And I would just really um, ask you to examine why you have such resistance to um, a celebration of African diasporic culture for a whole week. Like, I mean, it, I think I think it gets us something deeper. Like, I should be upfront. Like, I haven't part- particularly. I mean, my mom. <coughs> excuse me. I think we. Um, it was like one year where we were like we were gonna celebrate. Um, Kwanzaa, but it hasn't been something that I've like incorporated into my own life. But I feel like what the the big thing here is, that I feel like it goes so much to like the 
like the history of enslavement and like this idea that black people don't have a culture. Uh-huh. And so I feel like people try to delegitimize these practices. Right. And you know, um, it's kind of like what we were talking about in the in the last episode, these uh practices that black people have like forged right. um through our experiences and you know, um you know, basically through history. And it's like, mm-hmm. because it's like, because there's not the land of Negronia, right, that's that's attached <laughs> to, like, a nation state. Yeah, people right. think that all of our cultural practices are not real, that's right? That's so true. And so I feel like that's like, that kind of gets at the heart of it. Right. I think. Yeah. I I really like that you said that because I don't think I thought about how, like, saying that this is a celebration of, um, like, African-American um, culture, is already like an oxymoron for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. people don't think that black Americans have a have culture. Have a culture, exactly. And we do. <laughs> we do, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, it's not only about the things that get like appropriated, because I think a lot of times we think about, like that's how we notice that something is quote unquote black culture is when it gets appropriated. Sure. Like, oh shit, that was ours and now right, they took right, it. Right, right, right. Um, that that is all these practices that we have that like we you know we talked about this on the spirituality part last time too but all those threads that we have in yeah. common even though our families didn't even know each other right. like that speaks exactly. to a culture exactly and Touché. so yeah I'm super down with celebrating that culture um so I wanted to talk about our bay then we call her that Alexis Paulingo oh yeah she's like queer yeah she, if we had like um, I don't know, some kind of like honorable mention, some kind of chair, some kind of high priestess of queer walk. We, we could call she her the high priestess it. of queer walk. So Dr. Alexis Pauline Gums, the high priestess of queer walk, <laughs> uh, has this, um, she has this uh, project uh, and it's called Mobile Homecoming. And basically what she did was she journeyed around the country interviewing um, black and brown lesbians. Um, maybe it wasn't just specifically lesbians. Uh Maybe it was just LGBTQ pe- people of color. Yeah. Um, but a theme that she found throughout interviewing, again, she wasn't focused on this, but she found that a lot of these different um, black and brown queer women started talking about Kwanzaa and how they have been celebrating Kwanzaa. Um, so she made a short video. It was like a PSA for Kwanzaa. <laughs> and I'm going to put the link to it in the description. Uh, and it's on queer legacies of Kwanzaa and so something that I like that one of the participants said I don't remember who it was but they uh they were from a group called the Salsa Soul Sisters (laughs) get it (laughs) they was black and brown you're such a nerd (laughs) Salsa Soul (laughs) they got it they got it money I just think that's the cutest name ever. It's super cute. Y'all know I'm a sucker for alliteration. That's so true. the Touché. Salsa Soul Sisters. Um but uh the the representative from that group was talking about how they just rotated houses. So each night a new person oh, would so beautiful. would pick their house and like host the the dinner because that's a that's a big part of Kwanzaa too is who 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 cooking tonight. Right. Um but what I love the most about that was she said, we didn't have anything. We just had what we had, right? And so we were just, how do I say this? Like, because I don't want to throw salt on, like, people's, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. But one thing that Christmas does for me is instill a lot of guilt. I think I talked about this before around, like, not being able to 
have what others have. Yeah, yeah. Or it just constantly puts me in this position of trying to like overspend, overwork, yeah. and to 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 physically show my love for someone. And the thing that I love about Kwanzaa is that it celebrates things that you already have. Mm. And so this woman was talking about like it's intergenerational. Like yeah. the kids were there, they were making things and creating art. It feels like the stuff we do at the yeah. rep, just like sitting there and making stuff and you know these people love you. Like they don't, yeah. you don't have to unwrap a $1,200 TV to know that somebody <laughs> is like caring about you yeah. and will continue to care about That's you for sure. in the next year. And so I really love that. I'll post a link to the video. Um, it was dope as fuck. So, and I just want to thank the high priestess, the high priestess of queer <laughs> APG for doing her work. Indeed. So there are other links. Um, I'll just post them all. For, like, the queer history of Kwanzaa and why queer folks of color gravitate towards the celebration. Um, there was actually a, a article written today on the fem, on Autostraddle about, like, four things that Kwanzaa can uh, teach us. And one of them was that it affirms our chosen family. And we, we were talking about that last week, yeah. too, I think. Well, last episode about... Um, you should be able to celebrate the holidays with whoever the fuck you that right. that brings you happiness. Exactly. Um, and that's something that Kwanzaa does as well. You know what? I feel like this has really given me like a whole new appreciation for Kwanzaa. I really this was really good. Thank you. Cool. Cause you know, something I was realizing is that there's never been a time in my life that I didn't know about Kwanzaa. Yeah, same. And and I yeah, I just I, I just wondered a lot a lot about how how it has not caught on more. Yeah. Like how more households don't have kinaras, which are the candle holders right. and the candles, and it's like not a thing. Huh. I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, people think it's quote unquote fake, made yeah. up, but I mean, just like, again, this is like, you don't even have to go out of your way to do this. Like again, like these are the themes, the principles, and the values mm-hmm. that like so many of us like already have. We so why already not, do it. Why why not just be a little more deliberate? Yeah. About celebrating it. And uh, I just maybe this is like me doing some sort of like therapeutic intervention, but it also feels like it would be a um. It's sort of like a practice in self-love to say that you're going to celebrate, like, who you are right, na- yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, So not, like, striving for yeah. or devaluing, but to actually right. celebrate who you are. I think black people need that. That is so, so. real and so beautiful. It's so lovely and so right. All right. So we're going to go ahead into the topic. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Okay. You had the topic. So... As we round out the end of 2017. Oh, shit. It's been been a year, right? It feels like it's been 30 years. Yeah, it has. So, um, Money and I are just going to reflect on the the year that we've had and just share some highs and lows, some some fun points, maybe some things we want to avoid next year. And yeah, just shoot the shit and reflect on the year. Okay. I would sing um that reflection song from Mulan, but I'll wait. That's a different kind of reflection. It's a different kind of <laughs> Not for this type of reflection. Damn. I'll come up with another song. So two thousand seventeen. So this is what wow. I wanted to say earlier. 
about what? the moment of yours that I was reflecting on that I was really excited about? What? Where you got cussed out by Beverly Guy Chef Dog. Oh my God, can we say that on here? <laughs> it's fine. We, we love her. We, you know, there uh, might a, a, you know, a tidbit of a political disagreement, but ain't no love lost. It's a, it's a huge political disagreement. Sure. Um, I hope that we get to explore this with uh, feminists of, black feminists of generations before us. Sure. Soon, soon on this yeah. podcast. Um, but yeah, I got cussed out by Beverly Gosheft all y'all. <laughs> over Beyonce and Bell over, Hooks, over, right? Over um, Beyonce versus Bell Hooks and Cardi B. Yeah. So I went like head to head with black she didn't. Feminists. She didn't just say, oh, what the hell were you talking about? She said something about, she ain't no fucking feminist. Yeah, she like cursed. Yeah. me out. Cussed. She cussed me out. Um, But yeah, so we were having... I don't even remember how we got on the topic, but <coughs> it felt important to me because whenever I've gone to sort of these, you know, black feminist panels or these like women of color feminist icons, they always have this, this divide. It's like, whether they're saying things like... Um, Oh, the movement failed, or uh, kids these days don't want to read, or uh, Beyonce isn't a feminist. Like all of those things, they they seem generational to me because I think because our generation of feminist baddies don't do it the way they did it. Uh-huh. Like we're not publishing anthologies with essays, and instead we are tweeting and creating. Yeah. Like uh, we're trending on Twitter instead of. Um, you know, publishing anthologies that they think that the the movement is not still happening. Yeah. Like, there's a there's something there. And to me, maybe it's not classist, but maybe it's just elitist, but it feels like it to me that, like, book deals, publishing, all these things, like, that's not going to be my entry into black... Fe- it wasn't my entry into mm-hmm. black feminism. So if my entry into it is um, watching the self-titled world tour and seeing Beyonce with a flashing feminist sign behind her. And then I get on my smartphone and Google that word and be like, Oh bitch, this is me. Or maybe it's I'm reading when chicken home, chicken heads come home to roost by Joan Morgan instead of a bell hooks book. Maybe I'm like going up for Cardi B's Instagram post about, like the UN not giving a fuck about Livia because it's convenient for them. Right. And I'm not going up about like Bell Hooks's critique of capitalism. Sure. Like th- I feel like for me when I remember we talked about it that night after you came um uh came back from the um event. So first I think that whenever people say like the first thing that I think about was I remember when I first started getting into feminism I remember every, even my mom, I talked to her about it. Um, and like other people would say, how many times have you heard a woman say, I'm not a feminist, but. Yes. And then would go on to yes. like describe, yeah. you know, okay. Yeah. Some kind of like right. values that mm-hmm. relate to feminism. Right. Yeah. So th- that's where I feel like we're probably not as much there, but like, mm-hmm. I still think that that's the thing. So when you have someone right. Right. who's got feminists yeah. on like a one, on a 20 by 20 foot screen yeah. Yeah. that says Feminist, yeah, and has like has um, uh, what's her name? Chimamanda. Chimamanda, you know, saying something, you know, some kind of um quote or long excerpt about being a feminist, yeah. Like 
That's yeah. not nothing. Right. I'm not saying that right. it's everything, but like you said, right. I think it's an entry point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. And the second thing that I'll say is that the reality is that because a lot of people have said, and I was inclined, like on some level, I'm inclined to agree with it. But they're like, "Well, Beyonce is a capitalist," or blah 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 blah. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I like. I'm not going to Beyonce for my political organizing <laughs> strategy and yeah. tactics. Yeah. If she's going to popularize feminism, yeah. like you said, where right. people are like, well, fuck, if Beyonce talking about this shit. Maybe that's not Maybe, story. right. Yeah. And the thing, and the third thing that I always like to point out is that I n- never forget, it was like 2010 or 2011, everybody kept asking Beyonce if she was a feminist. Uh-huh. And she used to say shit like, I'm a feminist because I love my girls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like, that, that's a very surface kind of understanding yeah. of feminism. So she's gone from that to, to like yeah. having some kind of critique in her mm-hmm. music, some kind of of discussion mm-hmm. about like the imbalance of power between yeah. men and women, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, so there's been some kind of shift right. on her part, but it's like Beyonce is not gonna be, she's not gonna like usher in like the revolutionary anti capitalist <laughs> right. intersectional right. feminism that I right. that I subscribe to. And quite honestly, it's not her job to do it's that. Not, yeah. it's, the, it's the work of like people in the movement. Thank you for saying that. Like, it's not Beyonce's job to be like, you should read Asada Shakur's like uh, to my people. Like right. that's not that's not her role in the movement. Right, right, that's right. that's the role of the people. Exactly to, to be making sure that this history gets transmitted. Kwanzaa, like, right, like all these things. Right. Like we should be celebrating these people, right? There's a and and also. I don't want to disrespect my elders, but like, don't fucking tell me that nobody wants to read and nobody knows about Asada when like. The, the queer black women who shut down Ferguson had on shirts that said Asada taught me. Yeah. And like, and they are not of your generation and your ilk of black feminists. And like, one of the groups that's doing some like really amazing work out of Chicago, the name of the fucking group is Asada's Daughters. Daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Niggas is reading. Okay. <laughs> we, we be reading. Cause you know what? Cause Tumblr summarized that shit and put it in one post. So we got it. <laughs> like, Damn. <coughs> No, I ain't buy the book because it was twelve ninety nine and I ain't have it. But I read it. Or I stole a PDF off the oh, interwebs. Oh, the PDFs, man! Don't put them on that. Don't. Oh, never mind. <laughs> they shut it. They shut. Net neutrality gonna shut that shit yeah, down. No way. Yeah. Or the ending of net neutrality. I got several textbooks through PDFs. So anyway, wow, that felt like it went off of our highs and lows of the year. That was no. We but were it, still talking about the highs yes. of. The high slash yeah. low of political tensions with the elders. That's You're okay. Right. You're right. Okay. What else? Like, what else happened this year? Hmm. I mean, I feel like the obvious thing for me is I've had so much fun joining the podcast. That's easily one of yes. the highlights um, <laughs> of my year by far. I remember when we did the live show. Um, in the city, I was so nervous, and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to do this. And it was like an hour before we were going to go on. I was like, I got to fake a sickness. <laughs> and I just knew you were going to leave me hanging. Like, but I was so prepared for that. It is easily one of uh, the best decisions I've made in 2017. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. And we just had the, um, we talked about that. The brunch. I mean, yes. that was fucking amazing. I think, but I really think I'm 
coming down off the high of that weekend. Yeah, the bitches gotta eat. Bitches uh, gotta eat. Brunch, brunch was just that was fucking amazing. It just highlighted and underscored <laughs> the ways in which I don't get to sit at a table full, full of, of black women. Yeah, definitely. Like, oh my god, what? I haven't had like a black moment like that in so long. Yeah, just since seventy five. <laughs> Yeah. I was... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just describing to you. I I was sitting at the table, and I was like, there's something... I was like, I'm feeling something. And then I was like, Nikita, I was like, are you having fun? (laughs) Is this joy? Right. I was like, what is this bizarre new sensation? (laughs) It's like that moment in The Grinch when his heart starts (laughs) And his little tendrils go up in the heart shape. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, dope. Yeah, that was that yeah. was that was really amazing. It, it, I don't know. It just, I think that the uh, the pra- the process of getting a PhD is one that is like so violent to to um like black queer knowledge. Like it doesn't affirm you at every step, and so. I I so I question like do I know this like is this shit like yeah, worth knowing yeah. like is this anything and so to be at a whole table with like and it's just I wouldn't say I won't say it's effortless because I know it takes a lot to um like have a radical political politic because you're constantly being attacked yeah. every day as like a black queer person or a black woman um. But yeah, just to like sit at a table with a bunch a bunch of people who are like, "You ain't crazy, bitch." Right, and like, right, right. No, yes, I feel the same way. Yeah, and you know, I'm having trouble like remembering my year. Like all I can think about is Sid concerts. Wow. Okay, let's not spend too much time there. Those have been highs. Those are highs. I can't take that away from yeah. you. Yeah, and not not just even like her. And her performing, sure. but just being again, like being in a room full of that's so her true. crowds are very particular. Yeah, touche. And so I think that her her concert vibe was like very similar to this weekend. It's just okay. like a bunch of black queers, black women, femmes, like just you know in a room together, and it's really cool to see the fashion, to see like the couples, yeah. the conversations, yeah. and just look out and be in a sea of that. Feels really good. Yeah. Oh, and similarly, I went to Afropunk for the first time this year. Oh shit! You know what? I I just can't stop thinking about how um you texted me and said that they played that Luther at intermission. That's every intermission. That was like fuck all the performers. That's the shit I'm sad I missed. Lord rest his soul. Are you gonna come next year? Yeah, I'm gonna be in there like swimwear. What? Nikita is gonna be in somewhere like swimwear? Don't make it sound nastier than it needs to be. You <laughs> Okay. All right. We survived this year. That I think about like we did this um event for like the inauguration. That feels like seventy five years yeah. ago. Yeah. I was just thinking that. I was like, shit, like I started off this year no fucks given because yeah. of the inauguration and yeah. all that stuff. Oh shit, so the pussy hats was this year. That was this year. God, this year has been endless. Right. <laughs> Perpetual. <laughs> Dang. So that means we shut down the airport this year also. Yeah, I did I was doing homework that night. <laughs> I didn't go though. Wait, wait. 
Peter, you would do it home. I had a quiz. It was due at like 10. So when uh, the Muslim ban happened and we was like, we're not putting up with this shit and shut down the Syracuse International Airport, you were doing homework. I'm an organizer in my day job. I was at other rallies and events. <laughs> Negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared I think that's minus exactly, it was It was math homework, too. <laughs> anyway. I, I'm not I'm not going to stand for this, all right? I'm going to fast forward 30 years to when you're talking to your grandkids and they're going to be like, grand person. I don't know what they would call you. I'm trying, to, trying to be inclusive. Thank you. Grand person. Where were you when they shut down the airport? You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Because you know, I, I did go to DC for a big mobilization. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not, I'm not shitting on you for not being at the airport. But you have done all of these things, and, and on that night you were doing homework. Damn. <laughs> okay. Are you done? <laughs> what I learn. was going to say was, I did go to this big mobilization. Um, to protect, was that for TV? No, that was for DACA. Yeah, and no, it's no, it was for the Muslim ban. Um, so what other um, I don't know, like actions or movement stuff did you do this year? Um, there was something here that you did because I remember the newspaper person interviewed you. I was there when they interviewed you. Was that for Charlottesville? I think maybe. Oh yeah, BLM had a big rally for that. Yeah. Um. That was pretty impressive. Um, this sounds real small, but this shit is fucking huge. At the organization I work for, we hired two new people. Yeah. So we've literally doubled the staff. Mm -hmm. That's fucking great. Did you do anything gay this year? <laughs> I did a lot of gay things. No, so, maybe I didn't. You didn't. Nothing. I nothing. I would. I dare repeat on the show. That's what it's for. We're here for you. Nobody's gonna hear this. Okay. <laughs> um, we went to Harlem Day. Remember? That was fun. I can't believe that was this year. That feels so long ago. Is that when you mamaed me? You were. We were walking. And you like walk on a straight line because I kept bumping into you. I don't know. I uh, mama you a lot. So. Yes, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> I'm protective of my small friend. We were just, when we were in the city last week, Montanique would turn around real, real quick and be like, Nikita, keep up! Because last time you almost got lost on the subway, I almost had to fight a white woman. So let's just like right, not go back there again. That's important. Um, I got a job this year. Yeah, you was you was on that yes. job hunt real hard yeah. too. So that was amazing. And and I should say not just a job because a lot of times when you go stretches without being employed, you just settle for whatever. Yeah. But I got like a, a great yeah, job. Yeah. Like I really get paid well as a therapist, and also have a, an amazing supervisor who, if it wasn't for her, I would be like on the bus right now. Indeed. Because nobody could afford uh, getting my car fixed. So, yeah. That, that's that been great. Um, what were we in New York City for that weekend? Just to go? I think I was interviewing for jobs. You were interviewing for jobs, yeah. yeah. Oh, and that the, was the, the live. Damn, why does everything happen like all at once? That's, ex that's how our lives be. It's just like months of nothing and then, yeah. bam. Did I do any traveling? You you went everywhere. I did a lot of traveling for work. 
I feel like every time I text you, you were in a different time zone. Yeah. That's... You just got back from, yeah. like, what, it was Boston, like, D.C.? Now it's like D.C., D.C., Baltimore. Yeah, we do a lot of traveling. That was that was actually good. I met this woman at this conference, uh, Jeribu Hill, longtime revolutionary. You keep talking about and her. And she was amazing. And she was just, like, I was literally in tears at this brunch. Because, like, no matter how revolutionary and how amazing black women are, black women are still fucking black women. Yes. And she was just... She was just so funny. She was just like amazing, and I was like, I didn't. Even, I looked her up after I talked to her, and I was like, "Damn, she's really has some skin yeah. in the game." Mm-hmm. So that's been amazing. Um, oh man, one of my fucking favorite moments is them young DACA uh, folks rolling up on fucking Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. at that press conference. <laughs> that bitch was shook. <laughs> I was having a real bad night, and I saw that, and I was like, "Damn." That that was a highlight for me. Yes. That was that was a highlight for it me. It was amazing. This was just like a, a really big podcasting year for me, I think, because at the beginning of the year I went to the Pod and Live NYC event. Oh yeah. That Queen and Jay hosted. So You talk about somebody in different time zones, you be the one traveling. Only to New York City. I just be there. I feel like you'd be back and forth between New York City and Toronto. Well yeah. Oh, I got a couple of tattoos from T this yep. year too. Your Cardi B my tattoo, Cardi which B, which she reposted. reposted my tattoo this year. She regrammed, regrammed. You can stop that now. Yes, ma'am. Rude. I love Sharon. Yes, Belcalis Almanzar regrammed my tattoo. Yeah, I was really excited about that. Yes, I feel like I did a lot of vicarious living through you this year. Honestly. I feel like in the second half of the year, I really like turned shit up. I think that's because true. Because I, the summer was really rough for me, like personally, I think. Uh-huh. And then after my birthday in September, I was like, I don't know. I, I think something clicked. You and got I just like decided, a second win. Yeah, I'm not going to wait for happiness. Like, yeah. I think I, I keep putting off, like, I put a lot into, like, when I finish school, then I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Or. It's like these milestones. When, you just keep pushing it off into the when future. When my beautiful black bay, they don't have to be black, but it would be nice. Sure. If they were black. <laughs> showed up in my life that I would suddenly be happy. But no. Fuck that. I am like a whole bomb ass person who can celebrate life in my own yeah so that's what i've been doing on my own please stop why did it in this way please stop me peter this wasn't how it was supposed to end shout out to patty labelle and michael mcdonald Good old, a good old 80s hit for y'all know what michael mcdonald is okay well you're canceled am i is there I'm, any new music that came out this year? I wouldn't know. Well, Sid dropped two okay. projects this year. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> um, Woo. Finn in February and Always Never Home in October. Okay. So We should just call this the Sid Hour. <laughs> you don't ask me about music in my... She liked one of your tweets. She liked one of my tweets. She also thanked me in person. But yeah. anyway. Um, fucking Lena Waithe won Lena that. Lena Waithe, yeah. Yes. That was this year Shout too. Out. Fuck. Yeah. This year was long as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was also thinking Roxanne Gay's World of Wakanda came out this year. 
And she had a, a memoir. She's always just being Hunger, amazing. Yeah. Which made the New York Times bestselling. Not that like white sure, sure, sure. or whatever, but yes, amazing. And if you don't follow Roxanne Gay on Twitter, you should be following her because she claps back at trolls, which is very funny. And yeah. Because writing is what she does. So for so people. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's totally a wordsmith and will just. Cut you up a thousand different ways. I'm pretty sure people delete their Twitter accounts yeah. when she drags them. So, well, I know that I was a guest on Vagistheme this year. You've been a guest on a number I of. I was a guest on Tea with Queen and Jay. Yeah. I was a guest on Do Tell Podcast with Dandy. Damn. Where, where I be at? I was just a mixy bitch this year. How come don't nobody invite me? Okay, if you out there and you would like to have a queer nerd on your podcast. Okay. <laughs> you see how you do me? That's, okay. that's not that's not the warm introduction that I deserve. Okay. If you would like an internationally known okay. black feminist All socialist right. okay. who also happens to be a queer zaddy oh. who will come through with the dapper daddy hat. Whoa. <laughs> That's 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 the kind of motherfucking introduction. Then I hire my co-host, motherfuckers. Drop the intro. <laughs> you have to stop that. <laughs> People keep hyping it, and so I. Just that's love true. That. That's true. I love it also because you know how uh, into music I am, and. To like, but people always say that rap is trash right now, and that's not true commercialized rap is trash. If you yeah. supported dope-ass artists like Truth, like Clever, Mother Nature, who did the intro, then rap wouldn't be trash. Touche. Okay. I also saw Frank Ocean and Solange twice. Damn. Um, in concert. I went to a lot of concerts this year. Did I go to any concerts this year? No. <laughs> yes, you did. You went to, what is it? All in Oats or something? I did not. I've, oh, no. The... You know what I went to? You know what only live music thing I went to was a Fleetwood Mac cover band. <laughs> that is so painfully sad, friend. <laughs> I I went by myself and I had a really good time. God. Wait, is Fleetwood Mac still alive? You bet your sweet ass they're still alive and they're going on tour <laughs> next year. But you, they're still alive and you saw their cover band. They weren't on tour last year, but they are going on a farewell tour next year. And also, Shaka Khan is going to be in concert in January 2018. I think you're lying to me. No! No, I think you're lying to me about your age. I just think you lied when you told me that you were an 80s baby. I, I am. Mean, a, ni- a 1980s baby or a 1780s baby? Okay. <laughs> What the fuck? 1780s, that means, that I wouldn't like Shaka Khan. I would like Baroque music or something like that. Jeez. You, you gonna wait to, in line to buy them Shaka Khan tickets? Yeah, and I know that um, I'm old because I think she's singing at a casino. Oh, yeah. That's officially old. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't even remember who all I saw in concert this year. You Did you say Kalela? Kalela? Kalela, yeah. I saw Kalela recently. I, I like it with that feels on the tongue, Kalela. I actually saw her the same weekend I saw Sid, Sid in Toronto, yeah. yeah. Touche. Yeah, you were busy. Yeah. Out in these streets. I was. I actually went to that concert with my baby sister and Ahmad, so that was really special oh. to me. Because I've been going by myself all these places, except Afropunk, I went with Bravo. 
but other place, other things I've gone to by myself. So that felt really good. Yeah. What did I? I just don't know what I. Halloween was so cute. I was sister for Halloween. Oh, I was Bob Belcher. Yes, Tita. I thought we did Halloween. That was cute. cute. Yes. I've, I've been dressed up in years, probably like a decade. <laughs> and and you dressed up as exactly what you are—a middle-aged white. <laughs> I'm so much more than that. Okay, you are. Thank you. But it was it was. I think you nailed it. Thank you. It was you. a perfect costume. People try to play me with my scissor uh, costume, even though I think I pulled it off. Like I basically had the same bra. Girdle combo that she did. You nailed it. Cause I think it's because I'm big. If I was a bitch, I think I think that you're. They would have been like, "Oh my god, you're scissor!" But because I'm fat, they was like, "Oh, are you a fairy?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck them bitches." A control fairy, bitch. (laughs) Oh, that that also was new music. Control dropped this year. Yeah, and you know I was up on that. You were not. I was. Yeah, I was like a total scissor stand. You were for like like a a month. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went back to my oldies. Do you have any lows? Oh, girl, about to, I things? probably have about seven million of them. Um, I don't want to end it on. You know what else happened this year? Tell me, Maxine motherfucking Waters reclaiming my time. Yes, yeah. I'm just thankful for every moment she gave me this yeah. year. Um. Oh my God, I would totally be remiss if I didn't say. That it was the 100th anniversary of the Russian Revolution. Oh, my God. So, that's exciting. I went to Disney World for the first time with my sisters. With your sisters. That yes. was very sweet. That was amazing. My mom was there, too. I keep saying with my sisters. You know, Sharon <laughs> gonna beat your ass. I know. She gonna be like, oh, so I wasn't there? No, my mom was there, too. It was great. This sounds so cliche and ridiculous, but I just... I think it's been a really difficult year um, in terms of organizing. It's just been, it's felt far more hellacious probably than it's ever felt. Hellacious? Yeah, it's just been horrific. Um, But it's just been great to always uh, have the support and uh, the wisdom and fill in all the amazing warm fuzzies uh, and blanks for just comrades and compañeros, compañeras. And so I think that that's, that's always great. Just, you know, they don't call it a struggle in or the struggle for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's difficult, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's why it's always collective. And this is why we always do it with each other um, and do it like, you know, with other people. So just shout out to a lot of people for caring about me and um, just have, I couldn't have asked for a better group of people uh, to be surrounded by. So I really appreciate that. Aww, and you know, you you're know. included in that. I was about to say you're welcome, but I didn't want to be like no. self centered. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I feel like I want to shout people out, but then and it's reciprocal. So oh. it's not just like you know, people give to you. You yeah, give, yeah you yeah. also give a lot. I try, I try. You've stepped up your friend game this year. I think I've tried. No, like you have. You used to be a trash friend, Nikita. Okay, I wouldn't hear from you for weeks. I was busy. So, although I still don't know what your house looks like, or even if you have one, <laughs> you allegedly live around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I've counted. I think it's literally, I think only seven people have been in my home. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. And two of those are like the landlord and the janitor. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, but you have. Like, you've just been a better friend this year. That makes me that makes me feel good, uh, very good to hear. And I and I don't know if that means that I've been like in darker places this year, but you you've been like, what's going on with you? you yeah, you call me just to check up. Yeah, because I know your life is a lot, and so it means a lot to me that you've done that this year. Of course, I appreciate you a lot, and, and not just appreciate you, but there's a lot of ways that I admire you. Like seriously, yay! Thanks, Nikita. Frenzy. Guess you're not that mean little oompa loompa at all. No, you said hateful oompa loompa. <laughs> that was the that was the direct quote. You were doing something hateful I and was oompa not. loompa itch. So okay, just, just say that. Wow, tall supremacy strikes back. <laughs> so I just, that was our year in review. Yeah, and let us know. Tell us some of your highs I and like, lows. Yeah. Um, so it could be you personally. Or um, if y'all listen regularly, y'all know that we've been shouting out different queer women um, of the week. So mm-hmm. let us know queer women of the week. Uh, not of the week, but of the yeah. of the year who have been doing the damn yeah. thing. Maybe people that we've missed. Yeah, and use the yeah. hashtag queer uh, W-O-C. Yeah, uh, remember I- to find us on Twitter at Queer Rock um, Pod. Yeah, Queer Rock Pod and on the Instagram. Just, you know, it's going to be the end of the year. Just we really want, you know. Flood us with the love. Yeah, flood us with the love. I was um telling you that my list was hella black. And I was like, oh, because that I'm black. Right. So, like, I know what happens. With black folks. Over here. Sure. Yeah. But let us know, like, maybe stuff that we've missed with Queer Walks of the Week or events or just... I don't know. Um, this stood out for me as we were getting ready uh, that even though I feel like um, the world is burning down around me, so I'm like, bitch, I ain't got time for you to be stressed out about my identities, and I've been I've 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 been out for a while, but I recognize that a lot of people haven't, and so if you had some monumental moment in your queerness this year whether it was not that you have to but whether it was that you told someone that you were queer you came out like that's a huge thing so uh you you might be overlooking that as like a highlight in your year and celebrate you habari ghani motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) whoa And I just think if this is our last episode of 2017, it is. I feel like we're gonna curve just all the bullshit. Yes. Let's let's let that be the curved chronicle. The curved chronicle. We curve in Trump. We curve in uh, white supremacists. Yes. Uh, we curve in the tax. Tiki torches. Tiki torches. <laughs> we curve in the tax bill. Yes. Um, we curve. What else the fuck we gonna curve? A tax. On uh, queer people and LGBT yes. rights, we curve in the attacks yes. on immigrants and all the whack ass politicians who won't uh, support a clean dream yeah. act. Um, we we, cur- we curve in all you white fucks who voted for more in Alabama, right? And you, I'm I'm gonna go even one step further and curve Doug Jones because he's yeah. right after he won the election, he's come out and said some stuff how we don't need to be supporting, or we don't need to be worried about the allegations of uh, sexual assault against Trump. So mm-hmm. he's shown his little liberal milk toast colors. They always so do. so curving those you know it, lackluster it, 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 liberals yeah. and Democrats. And also, this is gonna be an unpopular one, but curve. <coughs> Keisha in Atlanta too. I'm sorry. Oh, that man. Yeah, curve Keisha. Yes. Because she's talking about she gonna hire more police and strengthen the police force. You see, 
This is why Democrats ain't shit either. Ain't shit either. There is no liberation in Democrats. So (laughs) consider the Democratic Party curved. Canceled. Curved. Curved, curved, curved. curved. Yes. So we gonna all vote uh, Green Party next year? Now now you know they're gonna send a whole herd of people um, after us. They're gonna be like, Queer Walk single-handedly ruined (laughs) the change of political electoral landscape. Because of third party voters. Right. (laughs) So took all the black women vote. <laughs> and so curve all that shit. Yeah. That's that's what's gonna be curved. I would also like to curve uh bitches. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> Just I have really been fucked over this year. If you go back and listen to these curve chronicles, um it's been really tragic. Yeah. Uh I, I do know about myself that I get feelings very in, very intensely very early. And so the past couple months I've been... I, I knew that about myself. You don't have to sit here and make a face. They okay. Can't, first of all, they... I'm sorry. Please don't hurt me. Oh, God. It's coming. <laughs> I'm going to cut all of this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I know that about myself. I think I go... If I vibe with you, then I immediately like sure. feel it. And if I don't, I don't feel it. Um, and that ends up with me having, like, a lot of hurt feelings. Um, and so the the past couple months I've been trying to, like, not have those feelings or get interested in people. And I've actually been doing a very good job at that. I'm proud of myself. I thought I was going to have a meltdown going to Harlem this weekend. Because <laughs> you just, you throw a rock in Harlem and you see a baddie. So yeah, like, basically. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I didn't. I held it together. I didn't catch no feelings. I'm proud of myself. I mean, I think if that's what you need, then it is I, what I need. Okay, I am burnt out, it's, and it's not. I'm not trying to get on the millennial wave of of dehumanizing myself okay. and not not having like any kind of intimate right. connection. Right, not that's just romantic. Right, yeah. But what I'm doing is self preservation. Like right. I, I feel like I've poured into people all throughout sure, the sure, year, sure. and has have just been like curved. So I'm gonna stop doing that for now like for, for now. the foreseeable foreseeable future until someone is also like able to pour into me and comes along too shape so i'm ready for love i wish you would stop singing <laughs> it's not your gift oh <laughs> damn curved <laughs> uh, yeah. i don't i don't have uh, a specific curved chronicle. I think I'm just gonna keep them all to myself and cry after we end the episode. Is that before or after you beat me? <laughs> uh, probably after. <laughs> Stress reliever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Just for the record, I do not abuse Nikita. Not as much as she physically. Used to. Not as much as she used to. It's just fun. I'm a. I'm oh, a- you're a bully. That is. <laughs> That is a classic bully statement. It's fun hurting people. Some therapist. You hear that, supervisor? No, that's not what I meant. It's like, I, that like joking, teasing, me and my sisters do it a lot. And and my cousins, oh my gosh, it's like relentless. And so it feels good to have someone here in Syracuse Who's little. <laughs> it's not because you're little. It is. No. 
I I like jab at you about all kinds of stuff, and you jab back. This is not one directional. It's just that I do it to you on the on the podcast too. Oh, it's bi-directional. Oh, speaking of highlights of the year, well, this is a whole nother, whole nother segment, but that biphobia episode did numbers, bitch. Oh, it really did. <laughs> so shout out to Tori. Thanks for joining yes. us. Yes. All so, right. What is your hope for Queer Walk for next year? You know, there's so much rich, like, there's a rich, unknown, I think, history and legacy of, like, organizing here in Central New York. Mm -hmm. So I just hope that we can, let's just scrap it off. You tell me what you're, let me, what am I going to do? Why are you trying to, like, compose yourself? You really hope that we can tap into the queer women of color in Central New York who have been doing this work for years before us. Yeah. And have that, like intergenerational sure, yeah. conversation on the podcast. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Why why were you trying to hold that back? You know, you you know, you just don't want to get your hopes up. I said too much cut it. <laughs> no, you didn't say too much. No, you should get your I think that if this last weekend taught me anything, it's that like black women black women and femmes and queer folk in podcasting have limitless power yeah. to like transform the media landscape. Touche. Um and so I believe that we can do it. You right. I'm just go ahead and put that out there then. All right. So for me, yeah, for you. My hope for Queer Walk next year in 2018, I would really like for Queer Walk to have a meetup. Yeah. I was going to I was thinking that like, too. Like I think I just think it would be great. Like, uh, I, I think that I am very comfortable naming that I am <laughs> really desperately in need of, like, a, a queer women of color community. Yeah. Um, But I think that that's also felt um, across other yeah, folks. Yeah, totally. So I know um, people comment that on, like, SoundCloud and on the um, Facebook page. Hell, so. your co-host. Shit. Yes. Um, so maybe it, we, we won't. Uh, burden y'all with coming to Syracuse, but <laughs> that would be my hope. Is Syracuse to have a... is a fine city. If if it's nothing else, it's affordable. Ah, well, that's not really an exciting selling point. <laughs> it's like a used car. <laughs> affordable. Um, but yeah, that's my hope that we would have a meetup. All right, in twenty eighteen. So so interviewing an intergenerational. Badass and in-person meetup. I think we can do that. I think so. All right. We. I mean, we almost knocked our end of the year goals out Speaking of the of, park. So. Yeah. Just to remind folks, we said that we wanted 40 ratings and reviews on iTunes. We're at 28. Yeah. We can do it. We can. That's like one or two reviews a day. Yeah. Go ahead and That's knock it like out. 12 more. So just, you know. Knock it out. Log on to a, another computer if you've already rated <laughs> rated again. You know, like wow. Use another device. <laughs> wow. Maybe you got a Apple Music subscription. Okay, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> we'll wrap it up then. I have found a way to say that on like the last five episodes. Truly. 
And I think one of the big one of the big changes of Queer Walk is that one host will no longer be with us. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a shame to be kicked off your own podcast? That is not gonna happen, first okay. of all. Cause I will change the password on you. Damn. <laughs> All right, and I own all the equipment. Okay. <laughs> you own the capital. How interesting. <laughs> well, we don't make money from this yet, so it's not quite capital. Exactly. So what were you going to say about exploitation of labor? Well, workers maybe rights? it'll be on another episode, so, okay? Yeah. This was a really great end of the year. I feel like after we stop recording, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, this was another highlight of the year. Yeah. but. Yeah, we'll tweet it. We will. Well, I will. Y'all know Nikita. I I'm excited about Shaka Khan <laughs> and Fleetwood Mac. Do you honestly think I can work the fucking Twitter? Okay. We you, everyone knows who I am by now. You should talk about um your new discoveries on Instagram. I'm <laughs> not doing that. You all have a badass, amazing you were just <laughs> end of the year. And we'll see you in the Twitter streets. Okay. Um, so we won't, we don't have another episode until 2018. So y'all have a lit Kwanzaa. Literally, go get you some candles. Uh, <laughs> and have an amazing New Year's yep. celebration because yep. New Year's is one of my favorite holidays. Same. So, yeah. Um, we out then. We out. Deuces. Deuces. I should, never mind. I was about to say, drop the motherfucking. <laughs> Get this shit off, bitch. <laughs>